Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the new Selmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here. She's socially distancing from home today, along with a few of the About Mansfield news team members. We thank you for being here today. This episode is known as a slow news week. Coming up on this episode, a little Mansfield news, sports and weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield, and there is an exciting thing in the sky to see this December. In sports, it was another brutal week for Mansfield ISD football teams. Alexa is here with the seven-day weather forecast, and Steve will conclude his two-part interview with retired air traffic controller Hugh Hunton. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Presents! Yay! I love presents. They're my favorite part of Christmas. Hey, hold on, kids. I like presents, too, but there's so much more to Christmas than presents. All of these presents remind me of a really important story. Let me tell you about the greatest present ever given. Come experience the joy of Christmas at the drive through Nativity presented by St. John Lutheran Church on Debbie Lane in Mansfield. Saturday and Sunday, December the 12th and 13th, 6 to 8 p.m., Stunning costumes, live animals. It's free and open to the public. For more information, log on to stjohnmansfield.org. Come and experience the wonder of Christmas. Hello, my name is Michael Evans, and I'm running to become the next mayor for the city of Mansfield. I've had the opportunity of serving here in Mansfield for 31 years, 10 of those years on the Mansfield ISD Board of Trustees, where I eventually became the president. I am running for mayor because I believe in smart growth in Mansfield. We should be a city that has master plan communities, master plan developments, developments that have in mind our first responders, our law enforcement officers, our teachers, and even our most seasoned citizens. The city of Mansfield is a beautiful place, and we should continue to leverage our funding to make sure that we have a robust downtown system. And in regard to economic development, we need to be reminded of the fact that the city of Mansfield is the attractive date at the dance. Be mindful that a good economic development strategy attracts corporations, retail, and restaurants that will lighten the tax burden on our citizens. I'm here to ask for your vote. Michael Evans for mayor. Early voting begins November 23rd through December the 4th with election day on December 8th. Paid for by the Michael Evans for mayor campaign. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's WISE, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. 
Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Presents, yay! I love presents. They're my favorite part of Christmas. Hey, hold on, kids. I like presents too, but there's so much more to Christmas than presents. All of these presents remind me of a really important story. Let me tell you about the greatest present ever given. Come experience the joy of Christmas at the drive through Nativity presented by St. John Lutheran Church on Debbie Lane in Mansfield. Saturday and Sunday, December the 12th and 13th, 6 to 8 p.m., Stunning costumes, live animals. It's free and open to the public. For more information, log on to stjohnmansfield.org. Come and experience the wonder of Christmas. Hi, I'm Latasha Tagle, Executive Director of the Levitt Pavilion Arlington, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield and... Planets Collide. Roving Science reporter Dennis Webb has the update. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. On Monday, November the 30th, Tarrant County reported 2,534 Mansfieldians as having tested positive. 1,730 are estimated to have recovered, and 31 citizens have died since the start. We had 238 new cases this past week, not quite as big as last week, which was the sixth consecutive week of increase. The county estimates we have 804 active cases in Mansfield, another record high. Due to the holiday, there were no reports from the part of town that is in Johnson or Ellis County, or from Mansfield ISD. We had one new COVID-19 death in Mansfield this past week, after having one the week before. For context, Tarrant County had 7,713 new cases last week, a bit down from the week before, though part of that drop is from the Thanksgiving holiday when there's less reporting. Today, Tarrant County crossed 100,000 COVID cases since the start. I think that's 5% of the population of Tarrant County. Test positivity is hanging around at 14%, suggesting we are still not testing enough to contain the virus. Last week, the county saw an average of almost 9,000 tests each day, I think a record high. Countywide hospitalization with the virus has increased to an average of 787 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus each day, a record high. Each of the last 10 weeks has seen an increase in this indicator. The county reported 13 deaths this past week, a decrease, though death certificates might not be being signed off on a holiday weekend. I recommend that we each follow the guidance of our local officials, continuing our shared civic marathon until we each get a vaccination in our own arm. The vaccine can prevent you from getting an infection, but it is no use if you're already infected, so each of us is still on the mask, distance, hand wash, avoid crowds marathon until we each get vaccinated. Hey Steve, cue the space music. A cool thing is happening in the sky this month. 
Over the next few weeks, Jupiter and Saturn will get closer to each other with the closest approach on December the 21st, when they are one-tenth of a degree apart. I mean, this, this is something you can just see looking out at the horizon. If you're out for a chilly walk after sunset, look low in the sky to the southwest, and they will be the brightest stars in that part of the sky. Between now and the 21st, watch them get closer each night. If you have a telescope or know someone who has one and you can badger them to set it up, try to look at it at around December 21st, as you won't get a similar view for 60 years. I won't make the next one. It is unusual, and I expect my Facebook feed to be full of photos that week. One cool project for kids of any age, go out every evening or two or three this month, make a drawing of the stars, planets, and moons and your horizon over to the southwest. It doesn't have to be art, just dots and a line. You might be even be able to capture them with a camera if there's not a street light shining into the lens. Compare the drawings or photos over time and you will see how they're getting closer. Also, around the middle of the month, the moon will, will zip by a lot faster than these guys are moving. So that'll be interesting. Study up and see if you can explain to another person why this is happening. This is called a conjunction, where at least one thing moving across the sky gets really close to another thing as we see the sky. This is not particularly important to astronomy, other than the fact that it might get normal people excited about astronomy. Astrologers, who are the crazy uncles of astronomers, seem to think it's a big deal. I think it's enough just to see it, and I'll probably get the telescope out. As always, we welcome any science questions from listeners. Put your question in an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Reporting from the roving science desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. In sports, it was another brutal week for Mansfield ISD football teams. The Timberview Timberwolves defeated Arlington Seguin 44-14 on a week that saw the other Mansfield ISD teams continue to struggle. A week ago, all of Mansfield's teams lost. This week, Mansfield High was routed by 8th-ranked Cedar Hill 52-7. Lake Ridge fell to Hewitt Midway 24-20. Summit lost to Midlothian 49-30. And Legacy was beaten by Richland 52-26. But let's get back to the Timberview game. The Wolves improved to 7-1 overall and 4-1 in District 5-5A. Ricky Madison and Deuce Jones combined for 282 rushing yards and three touchdowns to lead Timberview to victory. This week, Timberview will host Everman, 6 p.m. Thursday night at Anderson Stadium. Summit takes on Birdville, 7 p.m. Thursday at Newsom Stadium. Mansfield High will face Lake Ridge at 7.30 on Friday night at Newsom. Legacy goes to Colleyville Heritage at 7 p.m. Friday at Mustang Panther Stadium. Filling in for Tommy Cummings, that's it for sports. In addition to Pearl Harbor Day, Monday is also International Civil Aviation Day. Let's see if Mother Nature is going to give us some blue skies to travel into the great blue yonder. Alexa? Sorry, but the weather on Monday is mostly cloudy, not ideal weather for traveling into the great blue yonder. In Mansfield for the next seven days, expect showers on Wednesday, with sunny skies Thursday through Monday. On Tuesday, it should be cloudy. Daytime highs will range between 51 and 62 degrees Fahrenheit. Peaking on Tuesday. It is normally that time of the episode where we ask Terry a do-it-yourself home improvement question. Terry Radswin, our resident home improvement specialist, is taking the week off to celebrate his daughter's 21st birthday and a happy birthday to her. In the meantime, if you have a home improvement question, you can send an email to askterry at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is askterry, T-E-R-R-Y, at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle your home improvement question 
next week. According to Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. Sprinklers need to remain off. Recent rainfall was just what our lawns needed. Looking ahead, a few mornings this week have the potential for freezing temperatures. Be sure to remember the four Ps and protect your pipes, pets, people, and plants. To see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas, log on to waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we switch from news to talk. Steve will finish his two-part interview with retired air traffic controller Hugh Hunton. And don't forget, the trivia question of the week concludes every episode. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. The Swallow Campus is just a 20-minute drive south of Mansfield. It's close enough that I've continued to live at home while attending. I bet your family appreciates that, and you're saving money on housing too. Definitely. The people on campus are friendly, and I really enjoy attending a local Christian university. For a limited time, SWAO is offering a $2,500 scholarship to all first-time freshmen from the Southwest USA. Learn more by visiting swau.edu. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip, The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion... Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Introducing... Cold Hammer Stills! What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70-proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here, you have to try this! Ooh, what the... This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find Cold Hammer Stills! Find liqueurs at Total Wine & More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. Hi, this is Tamara Bounds. For nearly a decade, I have worked with Mansfield citizens, city staff, multiple boards, commissions, and council members to bring good solutions to our challenges. That's why I'm running for Mansfield City Council Place 2. As your council representative, you can count on me to be your voice, to understand matters that are important to you, your family, and your business. And now is the time to make good use of our remaining vacant land, maintain fiscal responsibility while expanding taxpayer relief. We need to find lasting solutions to our growing infrastructure needs and recruit sustainable businesses that will provide higher wage jobs that give Mansfield a competitive edge over bordering cities. I am asking you to vote for Tamara Bounds for Mansfield City Council Place 2. For more information, visit my website, TamaraBoundsForCityCouncil.com. Paid for by Tamara Bounds Campaign.
Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. And just before we get into our interview with retired air traffic controller Hugh Hunton, you may recall in the first part of the interview in last week's episode, he had told the infamous cupcake story, which started with actor John Travolta being in town for requalification training. About Mansfield listener Kathy worked for Simia Flight at DFW Airport in the early 2000s and has her own John Travolta story. One day we get to work, and we knew that John Travolta had, had always done his yearly recall training there. He had several, I think he was there for the for the Gulf Stream this time. He always requested this one specific instructor, and they got to be pretty good friends, and they would go out to dinner and everything. But he always had to do his in, his training during the night. So he would start like at seven, six or seven at night and go through the night and finish in the morning. Because if he was there during the day, he would, they, nobody would get anything done. People would be bothering him. And, but they'd never told us when he was coming in. A couple of weeks before that, my friends who worked, we worked together, we had been going down the stairs. I tripped on the stairs and broke my ankle. So I was in a wheelchair this time when John Travolta came in. And so uh, one morning we got to work and they said, he's going to be here today and he's going to sign autographs at five o'clock. And so here it is, five o'clock and we're in line and I'm in my wheelchair and she's standing beside me and we're just talking and I'm looking at her and all of a sudden there's a little tap on my shoulder, on my opposite shoulder. And I turned my head and three inches from my face was John Travolta saying, oh my gosh, are you okay? (laughs) And I turned around and pointed to my friend and I said, she pushed me down the stairs and he, of course, just burst out laughing. And he said, well, I'll talk to you pretty soon. So we get, to, you know, through the line and everything. It's my turn at the table where he's up there signing. I stayed up there. We talked for a, the longest time. He autographed my, my, I was in a walking boot. He autographed my DVDs. We talked and talked. We took pictures. We laughed. We joked. It was awesome. But he still thinks that my friend pushed me down the stairs. I never corrected that. But, yeah, there was that face right there. I mean, he was up in my face. I could have just kissed him. <laughs> Let's get into part two of our interview with Mansfield resident and retired air traffic controller, Hugh Hunton. Enjoy. What happens to commercial airliners when it, when they're put to bed? Everybody here has probably seen the pictures on the TV and on the internet. They're parking airplanes out in the deserts. Mm-hmm. Roswell, New Mexico is a big one. Uh, Arizona's got a bunch of places. Places that, that the weather is uh, very dry, so not prone to, to cause corrosion on airplanes. Yeah. Have you ever been to the airplane boneyard in Tucson? I've not. I, that's on my bucket list. Of th- one of the things to do that I think that would be fascinating. I forget the name of the Air Force it was Davis Base. Monthan, Davis Monthan. Yes. Davis Monthan. And um, part of the, the research in doing today's show was, oh, cool. was, was to yeah. find out about the airplane boneyard. It's in Tucson, just on the outskirts. and uh, yeah, they, uh, they part the airplane, just like an automotive junkyard. They'll part airplanes out, and you can buy used parts for your airplane. I think I saw that on Google Maps. There's a there's an aviation parts store <laughs> or something uh, right there next to the boneyard. Well, we have one in Lancaster, Texas, called Aircraft Salvage of Dallas. And there's a lot of sad stories on all the carnage of the, the wrecked airplanes out there. But to keep my antique airplane flying, my 1959 airplane, I go out to air salvage, and I buy used parts from time to time to keep it going. And we're going to talk about that airplane. And, oh, okay. And, yeah. and not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, you talk about the wreckage. Um, a sad day as an air traffic controller. 9-11. Were you working that day? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was were, working that day. Uh, were you working the morning shift? Uh, I, I was working a day shift, 6.30 to 2.30, and 9-11 started happening in the 
our time, nine-ish, I think. It was mid to late morning. Right. And the hub and spoke was going on. I was working a high-altitude departure sector. So everything departing the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport and love all those all the all those 120 airports that we talked about. Right. Everything was flushing eastbound. We were feeding the East Coast, and we had four routes spreading out. And I remembered somebody came around the corner and uh, offered me a break. And I heard them say when they came in the room, said, hey, something's going on at the World Trade Center. So they offered me a break. And I said, yeah, I'll take a break. Well, I went down to the cafeteria. We had a big screen TV down there and see what's going on. So I went and took my break. And that's I got to see the second airplane hit mm. while I was on my break. I came back. By the time I came back, the order had already been put out to start landing the airplane. So I helped you know, through the rest of my shift, clean up, clean, clean that up, get everybody on the ground. And, you know, you talked about the flight aware and all that, how there's dots all over the world. Right. That, that was the most surreal part was, and everybody remembers that's bit that was alive that remembers that day. It was like, wow, when there's no airplane noise, you, it's deafening. Oh, you yeah. know, pe- people look up in the sky and there's nothing. You, it, it's, it's just part of your everyday background. And when it wasn't there after nine 11 for a couple of days, people were like, Wow, the silence, it's just eerie. And where do you park all the planes? Because, you know, there are planes at the gates and there are planes on uh, in the air. They were ordered but, to land at any airport that was capable of taking a, uh, the, the rules they fly under Part 121. So they basically had to have TSA. Okay. Um, so they right. were not allowed to go on to their destination. Just it, wherever they were, pick an airport that their company, usually that their company operated out of, land. And uh, obviously, the rental car facilities and all that were nobody was prepared for that. Right. So it was just a mad scramble once they got the airplanes on the ground. Um, all those poor people, you know, they had to, they were on their own trying to find <laughs> transportation or whatever. It was crazy. And I don't recall how how many days were planes grounded. Um, it was two or three, I think, before the airliners were actually allowed to start flying. And then the little guys, the like my type of airplane, that it it was at least a week. And what did the ATCs do for two or three days? Oh, <laughs> so so that was the day shift that I work with happened to be my fourth day when nine eleven happened, and I had the midnight shift that night. Okay, and I came in, and that was the most boring midnight shift. We had a fighter cap over Barksdale Air Force Base, a couple of fighters, and a tanker, and we had one over the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. And I ha- I was not the one talking to either one of those, so I didn't get to talk to him. But you'd watch the two F-16s and fly around for an hour and a half, hit the tanker, do that a couple times, and then two more would take off out of Carswell and relieve them. And 24-7, oh, my God, for months, I think, we had fighter cap over the major pop- populated areas. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it was boring. So I had to read a book. <laughs> <laughs> Furthering your education. That's, that's, uh, uh, that's yeah. good. Let's talk about your plane. Oh, okay. uh, all right. So you said you had two planes. I do. Now, when people retire and they buy a plane, you know, you hear you know, it's a single prop uh, Cessna or a Piper or something like that. But uh, no, you don't. You don't. You did not go small. <laughs> uh, tell me about the one that your your show plane. Oh, okay. So when I retired, my re- uh, my retirement did quite well and uh, better than I thought it was going to do. So I I splurged and I bought a nineteen seventy three. Chinese two-seat trainer. It's it's called a Nanchang, and the model designation, it's a CJ6A, or CJ6 Alpha in aviation terms. Mm-hmm. So think of the, the Jeep CJ6, but it's a two-seat Chinese trainer. It's a radial engine, which means instead of a 
an inline engine like under the hood of your car, a radial engine, all the cylinders are in a, in a circle. So you'd have to Google it and look it up. But uh, it's just a nostalgic thing. It's old-fashioned. Um, the airplane belches and smokes when I start it, and it, 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 I'm always tinkering on it. But but it's just something that that's in my blood that I love to do, and it's uh, aerobatic. So I could I do gentleman aerobatics. You know, I usually try to keep it under three Gs. Okay. So loops and rolls and and easy stuff. I don't like to fly upside down because sitting on your shoulders hurts. And I, this airplane doesn't have an inverted fuel and oil system, so the engine would quit anyways. Until I rolled it right back side out. Well, wait, you 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 offered to do this interview upside down in your plane. I still think we need to do this. We need to, <laughs> we, we need to do a remote podcast of of Steve in the airplane, and we'll we'll have to do a webcam. <laughs> I, we can go out and do a couple flip flops or whatever until Steve says uncle. No, okay. Here's some. Um, have you ever parachuted? Uh, yes. You have? Okay. Um, I, I had a three-year stint at Fort Worth Center where I worked in a staff office, and somebody walked upstairs to visit us in our staff office, and he happened to own a skydiving operation. Mm-hmm. And they were doing what's called a boogie, where they do a remote skydive, and this one was down in, uh, oh, Lake, just south of here, Lake Whitney. Okay. They, they yeah. had a they had a, an airport down there, which I think is closed, but the airport was run by the Park Service. So we, we, it was one of those things where I'd looked at the guy next to me and says, well, I'll do it if you do it. He looked at me and said, well, I'll do it if you do it. So we kind of double-dog dared each other into doing it. And so I did a tandem jump. It was fine going up in the airplane. I got this big old burly guy strapped to my back. It's like, oh, great. That's sexy. Um, we opened the door on the airplane, looked down. He says, you ready to go? And that's when I went, oh, crap. So here we go. So we we jumped out at 10,000 feet, free-falled for 5,000 feet, and then we sat on under the parachute canopy for the last 5,000 feet, which is actually uncomfortable because you're sitting on the inside of your thighs. Right. That's where the parachute strap goes. Mm-hmm. But I, I got my little certificate that said I jumped out of an airplane. And he said, you want to do it again? I said, nope. Been so there, done that. Check that box. So I've done it once. So which goes back to my aerobatic airplane. So to comply with the federal regulations, I have parachutes in my airplane. Oh, okay. And I get them repacked every 180 days by law. And so, and they're reserve shoots, so you get one shot. So if something were to happen and something break or catastrophic, which you don't see stories in the news of people jumping out of airplanes all the time, so it's extremely rare. I mean, almost non-existent for this to happen. But I do have a backup if something happens. You and I would jump out of the airplane, meet on the ground, and have beer. So is there an is there an eject seat? There is not. There's not. So, so that, how- that's part of my briefing when I strap you in is how to undo the seatbelt, which is one lever, and the whole seatbelt comes off. Uh-huh. Slide open the canopy. This is a, a tandem seat airplane. You sit one behind the other, and it's a bubble canopy. So right. you, you can slide the glass back. And I just tell my passenger, I said, if if I'm gone, you're too late. <laughs> if I've already jumped out. <laughs> but you basically, you just stand up and fall out of the airplane. And as soon as you're clear of the airplane, you pull what's called the D handle. Right. And, I, and I brief my passengers how to do this. So don't do it on the ground because then I got to repack the parachute, which I'm not allowed to do. You got to have a license for that. But uh, yeah, and it's a round canopy. It's not a sport canopy. So you're basically at the whim of the wind. And But that that's our safety when we do aerobatics. So how'd you come to purchase the Chinese plane that does barrel rolls and stuff? Uh, well, so I always wanted a radial engine airplane and I, and to be, to play in the warbird crowd is what it's called. You know, if you go to air shows, you see the airplanes with the, the neat military paint jobs and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the cost of admission to get a United States produced warbird 
radial engine was going to be about twice as much, like $150,000 and up. To in the, If you know your airplanes, you're looking at a T6 Texan, something like that. They burn 35 to 45 gallons an hour. Mm. It was just my retirement savings would have gone away real quick. So the the Chinese airplane, though, even though it's Chinese, which, yeah, poo-poo on that, um, about, about 20, 25 years ago, they imported probably three or 400 out of the United States, put them together and sold them, and they were really cheap, inexpensive. They're, they're very, believe it or not, they're very well built. Um, they're designed to be remotely uh, maintained by people with less skills than we would train here. Um, the uh, fuel burn on mine is... I burn 15 gallons of avgas an hour, which is pretty economical as far as airplanes are concerned. The most <laughs> the most expensive part is the oil consumption. I go through a quart of oil an hour. So, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it holds three and a half gallons of oil. So I, I usually take oil with me when I'm traveling cross-country. But I didn't buy this to be a cross-country machine. It's, it's fly around locally with my friends. There's several of these types of aircraft in the Dallas-Fort Metroplex. We fly formation several times a month. You know, wingtip to wingtip. So um, we've been invited to fly over football game, you know, the national anthem and that kind of thing. Um, since ours are relatively inexpensive to operate, it's it's more affordable to go out there on the weekends and just have fun. Bore holes in the sky. And, it, and it's it's fun to be invited to fly over funerals for veterans and, and you know, fo- open up football games. Of course, not a lot. In fact, none of that's happened this year. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just been a lot of fun, a nice little hobby on the side. And with the flybys, whether it's the, the funeral or the football game, those yeah. those really have to be coordinated. They do. We'll normally have somebody on the ground with a radio. Okay. And they can monitor, like, whoever's singing the national anthem. We'll be orbiting several minutes away, and you know the national anthem's going to go so many minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easier if it's a pre recorded version because then you know exactly <laughs> right how long it's going to be. But uh, usually the flight lead is in, in coordination with the person on the ground, and they'll say, this is where they're at, and he'll he'll roll the flight out, and we'll go in and hit time on target. You know, you don't want to be early, and you don't want to be very late, so it usually works out pretty good every time. And with this, this airplane, you've done several shows, air shows around? Uh, yeah, my favorite are the small town air shows. We did one last year in Wills Point, Texas, out there near Lake Tewakini. Okay. East, east, east of here. Yep. Um, we, we were, the, we were the stars of the show. There was, a, it was just a little small town flying and I had my Nanchang and I was with a buddy who had a, it's called a Yak 52. It's, it's, it's similar looking to my airplane, but it's Russian made. And we went out there and we've got smoke systems on their airplanes. So we came in as a flight of two wingtip to wingtip and buzzed the runway with the smoke on and everybody just loved it and ooh and an on and they gave us some free gas and. And they gave us a certificate, to, which I haven't used yet. To there's a steakhouse out there. I, I hope to God it's still open after COVID. But they gave us a one hundred dollar gift certificate to go eat steak out there someday. Oh, nice. So that was, that was pretty nice. You know, you you don't. I normally go out and find. Don't expect anything like that. But you know, every once in a while they'll they'll donate some gas your your way or whatnot. But the small town air shows are my favorite because. In addition to the flying, um, they'll do spot landing contests. They'll draw a line on the runway and mm-hmm. see who lands closest to the line. Uh, we do flower bombing contests. You get a little paper sack full of maybe a pound of flour, just white baking flour, and they'll draw a target on the runway. And usually the judge, the safest place for the judge is right smack dab in the middle of that target. Because <laughs> <laughs> no and one's going to hit it. No one's going to hit it. <laughs> and, you know, they'll set a, a hard altitude, don't go below 100 feet above the ground or whatever, and throw it out of the airplane to see who comes closest to the target. 
And it's just a lot of fun. Airplane games. The, it, airplane games, yep. That's but we keep fun. it safe. Since I had my Chinese airplane, it's a low-wing Tandem two-seater. It's gray camouflage, and it's got red stars on it. And when I go out and fly, if I have the opportunity, I usually go out and circle my house, which is behind Mansfield High School. And almost every time I circle my house and go back and land, when I land where I keep the airplane at Lancaster, I'll look at my cell phone, and one of my Mansfieldian and friends, who might usually is out on the golf course, will take a picture of me or a video of me and text it to me. So I'm usually greatly amused by my fellow Mansfield citizens who know me, and they know that's my airplane because it's one of a kind. They'll, they text me from the ground. I take great pleasure in that. That's very cool. <laughs> We're talking with Hugh Hunton. He, again, is a Mansfield resident. He is a retired air traffic controller. And um, Hugh, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, let's go with Rocky Road. Rocky Road? Yeah. With the marshmallows oh, and the yeah, chocolate yeah. and the nuts. Loaded, loaded up nice and, yeah. Okay. Anything on top, uh, sprinkles or, or Hershey's chocolate syrup? Or oh, no, I'm good. Just Rocky just, Road. Just Rocky yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've reached that time of the, uh, the, the interview where our listeners really get to know Hugh. And that's H-U-G-H. That's not H-U-E or... The, the letter Q. The, <laughs> I've had it all. <laughs> the baristas really have a, a, a difficult time spelling your name, and I don't know why that's because it's just H-U-G-H. Right. I but. usually play. They're young, so I say usually say, who played Wolverine in X-Men? Oh, Hugh Jackman. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I can't go back to the, the Playboy. You have to. They're usually too young to know what <laughs> well, I'm talking about. Who's he? So, again, this is the time where listeners get to really know <laughs> Hugh Hunton. <laughs> It's called the lightning round. Uh-oh. And this is where I throw out, uh, it's, it's a couple of words, and you, whatever comes to mind is, uh, is, is, is what you just say it out. All right? All right. It's a very simple. Uh, day or night? Day. Beatles or stones? Stones. Propeller or jet-powered? Propeller. Zombie outbreak or alien invasion? Alien invasion. Superman or Batman? Batman. Shorts or jeans? Shorts. Bourbon or whiskey? Oh, bourbon. Fly or teleport? Fly. Boxing or MMA? MMA. Would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Vampire. What's your favorite ice cream? Baseball nut. And <laughs> Baskin Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Hutton, retirement doesn't suck, does it? No, it doesn't. I, I highly recommend everybody do it. I've enjoyed... Uh, 45 minutes with you. Oh, my goodness. Well, that yeah. was painless. That does go very, very yeah. fast. We'll, we'll make this a two-parter. Okay. And uh, appreciate you being on About Mansfield. Well, thank, thanks for having me, Steve. It was a great pleasure. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Congratulations to Kathy Emerson, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was Alma Martinez's title when she retired, and at what school did she last work? According to the MISD website, Alma Martinez retired as the principal of Imogene Gideon Elementary School. Kathy has won a $25 gift card to 54th Street Grill. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing, located at 117 North Main Street in Historic Mansfield, serving up craft beer that is made right there on the premises and a variety of pizzas, sandwiches, and much, much more. Check them out on the web at Dirty Job Brewing. 
Colleen.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, since the late 1800s, Mansfield has had its fair share of lawmen protecting our city, including numerous sheriffs and marshals. This week's trivia question is, who was the first police chief in Mansfield? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who was Mansfield's first chief of police? Good luck, and thanks to Derek at Dirty Job for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it's all about the news, talk, and information, and we will talk with a Mansfield resident who has the coolest job around, if you're a music lover. The show will be released on Wednesday, December 9th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. City Council Recap Casey Lewis. School Board Recap Karen Marcucci. Home Improvement Feature Terry Radswin. Sports Tommy Cummings. Post Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering Steve Casillo. We thank you for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield.